This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. So I'm sure most of you have been feeling the intense energy waves recently. I mean, it's been a lot over the last year, I know, but especially the last couple months, I feel like 2021 so far has just felt like these really intense exhaustion waves, like on a different level, which is really interesting. We're moving through a lot of emotional clearing and you might feel this hitting you in waves where you feel good and then suddenly you just feel like you're you're crashing. I think a lot of people are also coming out of the freeze response that they might have been in last year. So there's just a lot going on, but we're in such a big transition phase energetically moving into some really exciting times. I feel like 2021 overall is very much a bridge year, transition year, a lot of new stuff coming up and clearing out a lot of old energies and a lot of what was built up before is crumbling so that we can rebuild. But with these energy waves comes a lot of exhaustion. And I know it has been hitting me hardcore off and on really intensely last month. And I feel like I'm kind of still going in waves in and out. And I've had a couple of people ask me about this recently, and it comes up a good amount in coaching calls for biz school and grad school and my mastermind, which is dealing with entrepreneur exhaustion. And how do you handle that when you're running your own business? And I think it's a really good question. It's a really important question because there are going to be times when you're tired, when you're exhausted. And it's interesting for me, you know, with all of the hustle grind culture, and I definitely go through periods where I do that. But a lot of traditional business content, business advice just doesn't resonate with me and never has, which is why I kind of like to just do my own thing. And I, I built a different type of business. And I think that our bodies talk to us for a reason and we should listen. And there's more than one way to build a business, right? There are so many different ways to build your business. And as somebody who has a history of multiple autoimmune diseases, chronic illness, I know what it's like firsthand to just get knocked down and literally not be able to get out of bed for months on end. And I have had to shut down my business multiple times because I hit that point with my health where I just, I I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I literally couldn't function. And anyone who knows me knows I have a lot of energy. I'm a generator. I can just keep going when I am lit up by something. I'm very determined. I have always erred on the side of doing too much rather than too little. Not saying that's ideal. I would love to switch that. (laughs) But I really had to learn how to deal with this and I'm definitely not perfect at it. But I know this comes up for a lot of people and it's it's really going to hit intensely a lot this year. And I think moving forward, knowing how to build a business that is more in flow and doesn't require you to completely burn out your adrenals and knock you back into chronic illness is is a good thing to know. And people who aren't as energetically sensitive might not feel the same way. You know, I think that people with with chronic illness, autoimmune disease, any type of issue with their body, any type of health issue and then people who are clairsentient or empathic tend to feel this even more and it's really important to keep that in mind as you're building your business to sort of get ahead of it. So I want to talk about what to do when you feel exhausted as an entrepreneur, what I do, things that I look into because I've definitely been feeling this hard and I know a lot of people have as well. Before I dive into today's topic though, don't forget that if you enjoyed this podcast and you love discussing all things manifestation, intuition, 
brain rewiring, you are looking to continue to expand your consciousness and tap into your gifts and really create the reality you want, check out the Channel Collective. It is a monthly membership. We have an incredible community there and that container is designed to raise your frequency to help you make huge shifts in your life. We have monthly Q&A calls, monthly manifestation calls, monthly 70 high energy healing sessions. Plus you get pre-released podcasts without any advertisements and the extensive video library with hundreds of exclusive video trainings on all things manifestation, intuition, brain rewiring, raising your frequency, as well as Ascension School, which is a library of trance channeled messages from different ascended masters. If you loved the 30-day Ascension Challenge, you will love this. This membership will really help you anchor into 5D, be in a community of people who truly get you. And if you've been wanting to work with me, this is the best way to do so. So you can learn more at christinathechannel.com slash membership. On that page, you can also sign up for the free private community forum. At the very least, join us there so that you can connect with other people in our community. But all the information about the membership and the different tiers is on that page, christinathechannel.com slash membership. Speaking of a high 70 healing, by now, I, well, I'm recording this in advance, so I wouldn't be surprised if enrollment is closed. I've been so excited to attune other people to a high 70 energy so that they can use it for healing, manifestation, upgrading their intuitive gifts. Level one teaches you to use this energy for yourself. And then level two is for people who want to move on and be able to send this energy to other people. You can learn more about Ahai if you go to my website, christinathechannel.com. And the first person I actually ever attuned to Ahai is my good friend and client, Sinead. Sinead has been on the podcast before and If you haven't already heard, she started her own podcast. It is called The Sinead Show. And if you enjoy all of the intuition, spirituality, healing type content, definitely check out her podcast. If you listened to the episode where Sinead was a guest on this show, you have gotten a glimpse of how incredible her story is. She is an incredibly skilled intuitive and energy healer uses so many incredible modalities and she has overcome bowel cancer, depression, sexual trauma. She has been through a lot and has an incredible story and so much wisdom to share. She's a very, very powerful healer. So if you love going deep and all the spirituality content, just head to Apple Podcasts and search for The Sinead Show and you'll find it right there. I know how hard it can be to find a non-toxic deodorant that really, really works. And that is why I cannot tell you enough amazing things about Native. I am so happy to have Native as today's show sponsor. I have been using their deodorant for a few years and I have tried every non-toxic deodorant I can get my hands on. And this has worked by far the best. I think we all know how picky I am about ingredients and I love Native because... Native deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb wetness. It's formulated without any aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can clog your sweat glands and actually keep you from sweating. They have a huge variety of scents to pick from for both men and women, and they also release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They have an unscented formula as well and a baking soda-free formula if you have sensitivities. Personally. I use the sensitive formula and the current scent I'm using is the coconut and vanilla. I go back to this one a lot. Some of their other classic scents are lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus and herbal. They never test on animals. Almost everything is vegan and I love that they have a plastic-free deodorant option. So if you're trying to cut down on your plastic consumption, check out their plastic-free packaging that is made from paperboard and ships in a 100% recycled paper mailer. Living in SoCal, I need a deodorant that stands up to the heat and I like to take a lot of walks outside and I'm pretty active and deodorant lasts me all day. I love the scents because they are soft, not too overpowering, and the formula doesn't cause any irritation. It holds up all day. I just can't say enough good things about this deodorant. I only have to apply it once and I can go through my whole day, work out, go on walks, 
and it lasts. I just always come back to Native. There's really no risk to try. Native offers free shipping and 30-day returns and exchanges in the U.S., so try it out. And if you are ready to get your hands on some, if you want 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedo.com slash Christina or use code Christina during checkout. That's nativedo.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, or just use that code Christina and you'll get 20% off of checkout for your first order. Let's dive into today's topic. What do I do if I feel really exhausted? What are things I look into? Okay, so the first thing is the most obvious yet is given the most resistance, which is when you're exhausted as an entrepreneur, rest. I know, novel idea, crazy idea to actually rest, but there's so much resistance to this. And then when there's not resistance, there is, I don't know how, or there is, I am, but really you're not because you don't actually even know how. Here's the thing. Taking the weekend off and thinking about your business all weekend is not actually resting. I've actually come to realize that I think it's a skill to be able to kind of turn that part of your brain off. I've noticed this in people around me. And I remember being that way too. I felt like I couldn't shut my brain off. I felt like I couldn't stop thinking about work and business. And I remember this really being an issue I felt in my relationships. And when I was trying to just hang out with friends and talk to friends, it was like my brain wouldn't stop going. And I could feel that I wasn't fully present. And I trained myself to turn that part of my brain off. And now I so appreciate it, right? Because when I rest, I fully rest. I'm very clear with my boundaries around, okay, we can talk about work here or we can't talk about work at this time because I don't want to. This is something that I've definitely had to bring up with my partner. His brain does not turn off. And I always tell him, you would feel so much more rested if you energetically closed that part of yourself at a certain time every day. For me personally, energy healing is what trained me to do this. But for most people, I would say the classic answer is meditation. Meditation is super valuable for this, but it is really practicing mindfulness, you know, breath work, anything that allows you to just be in the present moment. This is going to be such an important skill to have as an entrepreneur. If you have a wandering mind, learn to quiet it because you're going to want that skill as time goes on. If your brain is never turning off, That's just so much running all the time. It reminds me of, you know, when you have a computer that's running 20 different programs and it starts to like overheat and you're listening to it and you're thinking, oh my God, is this going to explode? That's basically what happens in your brain when you never turn off. So building that skill is really important, especially because so many people tell me they're resting and they're not really. They don't even feel rejuvenated after they take a week off. I, I see this all the time. And I used to be this person too, where you take a week off And you were still the whole time stressed about worrying about business or what are you going to do next? And so you weren't even really mentally resting. And then you come back and you feel like you didn't have a vacation at all. So that's really important to keep in mind is actually resting, actually resting. I know that when you're an entrepreneur, I can feel like I can't take time off. We tend to work more than people who don't run their own businesses, especially at the beginning, not always. But especially at the beginning, if you're first building your business, I definitely worked a lot more than I work now when I first started building my business. And I remember feeling that resistance of, I can't stop. I have so much to do. But you know what? That is bullshit. That's bullshit because it is your business. I think it's so easy for people to forget that they're in charge. Didn't you start your own business, become an entrepreneur so that you could be in charge, so that you could control your schedule, so that you could take time off? If you wanted to, I have had this realization again and again, so many times while building my business, where I will lock myself into things or start thinking as if I have some boss above me that's telling me I have to do XYZ. And I have to catch myself and realize wait, I'm the boss. So if I want to take time off, I'm going to make it happen. Guess what? The world isn't going to end. It's a good, it's a good rest recalibration period for everyone. If you don't post for a week, the world will go on. If you miss a newsletter, that's okay. If you have to move a call, that's okay. Even if you have to move 10 calls, I have done that before. If I have zero energy in the tank, I'm not going to show up like that with clients. 
And I think everybody would appreciate it if I legit have zero energy in the tank, if we just push it off to when I have better energy. So that's more extreme cases, extreme exhaustion. But I think it's important to cover because there are times when we just push ourselves and we keep going and we get a little bit tired and we just keep going, 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 and then it just builds and builds and builds and then we get pushed to the edge. And it's important to not get to that point. It's really important to not get to the point. So the big thing that's really helped me has been building and rest. And there are times when I skip that and I for sure pay for it. So I've learned that lesson and this could look different for everyone. This could mean what hours do you work during the day? For me personally, I like to have a set period of time in the morning. That's just for me. That's it. I I get my me time. So I feel replenished going into the day and then in the evening, stopping at a certain time. For me, I actually like to work on weekends. And so if I'm working on weekends, I will limit that. Maybe it's just one day. Maybe it's just for a couple hours. I'm doing easy things. But then what I also do is I build in monthly three-day periods where I don't do any technology and don't do any work. And I literally just rest. Like, that's it. Just lay around. That's it. That's something that works for me. I also feel like I have more energy than a lot of people and I like to kind of work hard, rest hard. I know other people and I have clients who, you know, their sweet spot is working three days a week and they really need to fully completely rest for four days. It's just knowing your body and working with it and finding that cadence where you are going into new weeks feeling ready to go and rested and recovered because there's nothing worse than going into the week feeling exhausted and feeling like, how the hell am I going to make it through? It can be very tempting when you feel like I have the energy, I have the inspiration to just go really, really, really hard. But if it's going to lead to a crash that totally wipes you out and then you can't bounce back, it's not necessarily worth it. So it's really learning how to pace yourself, building in that rest time. And so what are your boundaries with when you work and when you don't? When is your off time? You should be building in that rest time daily, weekly. What about monthly? And then also quarterly or any type of bigger chunk that you want. I like to book out weeks where I'm not doing any work and I'm fully resting, or maybe it is a quote unquote vacation where I'm not doing much. Here's the thing that I know about myself. If I, let's say, I take a week off and I go travel and visit people and do things, I don't come back feeling rested. I come back feeling exhausted. So that doesn't count as rest time for me (laughs) personally. So I know what types of travel and visiting makes me feel rejuvenated and what actually makes me feel even more tired. So building in rest time ahead is really important and sticking to that. But then also, if you feel like you're just hitting that point where you're dragging yourself through your days you need to take some time off like immediately. If it's a Tuesday and you cannot function, what can you do to just remove everything from the rest of your day and see how you feel the next day or maybe even be like, okay, I need to clear my schedule for the next three days. I mean, the same way, what if you got sick? You know, what if you got sick and you and you couldn't work? You'd have to be able to move things. Obviously, this isn't something that you do every single time, but I'm saying if you're hitting extreme exhaustion, because this is the energy that I'm really seeing a lot and picking up on a lot, and I've been feeling myself, we have to really honor our bodies with that. There have been a couple of times in the last month where, you know, it's halfway through my day and I'm like, I can't think. I, I'm so tired. I could just take a nap and I just clear my schedule and I'm like, I have to just sleep. And I'm so glad I do because then the next day I'm ready to go rather than trying to force my way through it. And then I continue that, that, low energy for the rest of my week and it just worsens. It just compiles. The other thing I'll say about resting is I find that a lot of times when people are like spinning on the hamster wheel is how how it comes across, looking for clarity, looking for answers, looking for next steps. And I can just tell them like, you're tired, you're exhausted, you need to rest. And they will not rest. Like they will not rest because they're like, I have to figure this out. I need to know what I'm doing next. I'm too stressed out. And they're just spinning. But it's important to become aware of the moments when you are looking for clarity, when what you really need is rest and the rest will bring the clarity. Here's the thing. When you rest and just let your body relax and just kind of let your mind drift off and you just be, this is where the inspiration strikes. 
This is where things just drop in. This is where all the juicy downloads come in. If I ever take a period of time totally off, no technology, I know after that I'm going to come back with so many juicy, juicy downloads. And it's interesting to me how people resist this. They don't want to rest until they've figured it out, but often the rest is what allows them to figure it out. So pay attention and notice if that might apply to you. Let yourself integrate, let the ideas drop in. Rest might be exactly what you need. And I find that overall in business, when people are in that energy of go, 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 never stopping, and they're stressed out because they feel like they hit a plateau or why am I not growing? Why have sales slowed down or stopped or whatever it is? It's often because there's an energy imbalance. And so when people just rest and they get into their feminine and fully, fully surrender, that actually adds momentum and things start coming in. And I say this all the time, but I see it again and again and again. If you feel like you're doing everything in alignment, everything's as it should be, and you just can't figure out what's missing, there's a good chance if you've been in that go, go, go energy that all you need to do is drop into the surrender, into the rest, into the receiving, and trust that all of the work that you've been doing, all of the seeds you've been planting, It's now time for them to grow. It's now time for everything to come through to you. So just drop back and let yourself receive. And where are you holding on to the limiting belief that you have to do more to receive more? Where are you holding on to the limiting belief that you have to do more, be more to be worthy of receiving? That if it's not working, doing it harder is going to work. Those are all limiting beliefs that keep you on that hamster wheel cycle. And when it comes down to it, if you really peel apart those beliefs, what's at the root is fear. I'm afraid that if I stop, I'm afraid that if I don't do more, more won't come to me. But if what you're feeling right now doesn't feel good physically, emotionally, it's frustrating. I mean, then you can't keep doing it. And if what you've been doing is all of the things really hard, (laughs) taking a lot of action, then if you got to do something different because you need to, to get a different result, then rest, drop in, receive, surrender. Just some food for thought. The other thing with entrepreneur exhaustion is taking some time off from social media, but also just consuming information overall. A lot of entrepreneurs are the type to always be learning, to always be listening to podcasts, to always be taking new courses, to always be on Instagram, to always be on Clubhouse, to always be everywhere, always be listening to an audiobook. And all of that is great. Learning is great. But there can come a time where there's so much consumption that your mind is too cluttered and it's exhausting. Learning is is a process. It's energy intensive. There's a lot of integration. And when you have so many different ideas being thrown at you, you might feel like you have to do so many different things and you're just adding ideas on top of ideas. I see people do this all the time. They don't even think, wait, but does this apply to me? Does this resonate with me? Does this work for me? They just pile up all of the things that they've read in every book and on every podcast and layer them all on top of each other and say, let me just do it all and this this better work. And they get exhausted doing that. But I will say when my body is exhausted and my mind is exhausted, the first thing I do is I just stop consuming things. People are addicted to technology. People are addicted to social media. People are addicted to learning things outside of themselves because they aren't used to or aren't comfortable with just being with themselves. And so I would challenge you if you feel exhausted to stop consuming. Can you go off Instagram for a day or a weekend or a week? And you go off your other social media platforms for that amount of time. I know I, I used to do this too, where I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take this, this four to five day break and it's going to be amazing. And then you know what I do? I, I go and I, I take a course and I'm like working the whole time. And I'm like, wow, I didn't actually even rest. And it's great to take breaks and take courses. But if your goal is resting, you need to actually rest. And I think people don't realize how much consuming information can can drain your energy and really cloud your brain. And when you're exhausted as an entrepreneur, you need to look at how much you're doing and how much is on your plate, how much is on your mind. So let's not add in other ideas that don't need to be there while we are trying to recalibrate. I'm a huge fan of social media detoxes, social media breaks, 
And I think those should be a regular thing for, for everybody, to be honest. So social media detox, stop consuming content until you feel a little bit more rested. The other thing is looking at what's on your plate and what can you let go of. A really common thing that entrepreneurs do, we have all of these plans, these dreams, we get good ideas and we like to take action. Where have you planned too many things? Where are you doing too many things at once? One of the best lessons I have ever learned has been, yeah, I get these ideas. I know that I'm going to do certain things, but I sit on them and I wait. And a big part of that is, you know, being a being a generator, I'm here to respond, but I really think that you know, no matter who you are, even if you're a manifester, you initiate, you you need to be inspired. And if you feel like you're dragging your feet to get something done, it's probably not the right time. I see this a lot with, with many of my clients where they get a bunch of different ideas. They just started one thing and they, and then they get another idea and then they think, okay, I need to start that. And they pile all of these things on top of each other. You've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. Let's get really good at, at this one thing we have on our plate, make sure that we can handle it, and then add on the next. There are things that I know I'm going to release in two years that I know are going to happen, and it's not the right time. I have other things on my plate. So remember that just because you have the idea and you're excited about it and you know you're going to do it doesn't mean it has to get done right this very minute. And along with that, of all of the things that are on your plate, I always like to do a time audit and an audit of everything I'm working on. I will get out a piece of paper and I will write down all of the things I do every week and the different parts of my business and what's on my plate. I'm really just trying to brain dump everything that's on my mind so I can see, okay, what's going on in here? And when I do that, the big things that I look at are, one, what here doesn't really need to get done at all? Because the key is, is doing the least amount of work for maximum effectiveness. And so do I really need to be posting to this platform this many times? Do I really need to be checking this this many times? Do I really need to have that leg of my business? Do I really need to do this extra call? As an entrepreneur, it's really important to get good at looking at things from different angles to see, okay, what do I think I have to do, but I don't actually. Like if somebody came in and looked at my business Is there anything that they would point out and say, this thing that you're doing, you don't need to do that. Drop it. Is it really giving me return? Is it really pushing me forward? Is it really moving the needle? Or what if I took the energy I put into that and put it into something else that would drive the needle even more, something else that is already on my plate? So instead of doing multiple things and giving 30% of my attention or effort, now I can give this 100% of my attention or effort. So there are times when I feel really exhausted and if it's happening consistently, I will look at everything I'm doing and I'm really brutally honest with myself and I think, okay, of all the things that I do, what is top priority? Like what has to happen? What has to get done? Not what I emotionally am saying needs to get done, but really objectively, what is bare minimum here to move things along? And okay, from everything else, if I keep feeling overrun and overexhausted, there has to be something that goes. So what's it going to be? What's giving me really the least amount of return? I have dropped programs or I have pushed out launches. So it's just happening at a different time. Maybe I'm dropping a social media platform. Maybe I'm reducing my posting somewhere. Maybe I'm changing the email strategy. What can I let go of? The other piece of that is what can I outsource? When you're first getting started, you do most things yourself. But I always say as soon as you can outsource, outsource because it will get you ahead much further. So I'm at the point in my business where anything that I do not have to be doing, I should not be doing. I would rather pay someone else to do it. So like, obviously, this is my voice on this podcast. I'm the one that records these podcasts. I'm the one that shows up on social media. I'm the one that's on the coaching calls. I'm the one that is making the content. As brands get bigger, the face of the brand often isn't even the one making the content. But I look at everything on my calendar and if it is anything that somebody else could do on my behalf, then I'm going to outsource it. I don't need to be the one going back and forth in emails. I don't need to be the one going back and forth with scheduling. I don't need to be the one planning the launch strategy or marketing strategy. I don't need to be the one doing any extra research. I don't need to be the one doing any type of coordinating. And I know that every level of my business, I 
look at that list of everything that I'm doing and I always find more things that I can outsource. And for a long time, I looked at that list and I said, I can't, I can't outsource. I have to be the one to do it. And I was just trapping myself. I was self-sabotaging. And finally, I got to a place where I said, you know what? I just got to do it. I just got to outsource it. And it gave me so much more freedom. And guess what? If you want to expand your business, you need to expand your team. One person can only do so much. And it would be better to have different people who are fully focused on their task than have one person split between a gazillion different things. So I am brutally honest with myself and what can I let go of and what can I outsource? And I really believe in, you know, as soon as I can outsource something, I will outsource it. To me, it is so worth it to save that mental space because even if I have to think about something, but it's not actually taking up hours of my day, it is draining my energy. And that is something that I think a lot of people miss or don't realize. And it took me a hot second to fully understand how much that was affecting me. It was like my brain was so cluttered every day that I didn't know what to do first or what to do next. And I just felt this sense of stress all the time, like all of this stuff weighing on my shoulders because there was so much to do. And even if on my calendar that day, there were just a few clear things that I had to do, just having all of those to-dos in the back of my mind was a constant stressor. And to outsource something and then not even have to think about it and know it's going to get done, always worth it for me. I notice a huge difference in my mental health, in my energy levels, in my focus, in the work that I do put out, everything else improves. So it's totally worth it for me to save mental space when I can, which goes back to if there's anything within my business itself that is unnecessary, I will just drop it. If I have to drop something, I will. And again, these are things I'm looking at if I'm going through like months of feeling exhausted or this just keeps coming up. If I've been pushing myself too hard for a while, I don't like drop pieces of my business every second I get tired or any anytime I go through like a spurt of exhaustion. Just wanted to clarify that. But I'm just talking about overall because I feel like a lot of people live in this perpetual state of entrepreneur exhaustion, to be honest. And that's not how it has to be. And that's not what you signed up for, is it? I mean, if you want it to be like that, that's fine. But It doesn't have to be. And what I mean by that is, yeah, there are going to be periods where you work a bit harder, but then overall, it should not feel like you're chronically exhausted for years. For me, taking care of my physical body is key to being able to do what I do. Between running multiple businesses and channeling a lot, it's really important for me to optimize my productivity, my energy, and my mental clarity. And something that helps me out a lot with all of that is Element. I have spent years trying to find a good electrolyte supplement that had super clean ingredients and made me feel amazing. And if you follow me on social media, you've seen me talking about Element a lot. I am obsessed with this stuff. I drink a packet every single day and I feel the difference in my physical body, my mental clarity, my focus. And as a light worker, I'm actually burning through a lot of light and that burns a lot of water. So I drink a lot of fluids during the day and it's really easy for my electrolytes to get out of balance, which can then affect the way I feel in a number of ways. Plus, as someone who is pretty active, I need to be aware of this. And if you're on a whole foods-based diet, it's so important to make sure that you're balancing your electrolytes because it's pretty easy for those to get out of balance. If you've been noticing a lot of hunger, cramps, headaches, tiredness, dizziness, then this is something to definitely look into. What I love about Element is it tastes really good. It tastes really good and it has no sugar, no gluten, all natural ingredients. It's paleo-friendly, keto-friendly, super clean. Every packet has a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Rob Wolf is one of the co-founders, and I'm sure many of you know Rob Wolf. The Paleo Solution has always been one of my favorite books. And as a former research biochemist and serious athlete, I definitely trust him for what works. And you know, if he's one of the co-founders the ingredients are definitely good. Element is used by Navy SEAL teams, U.S. Olympic teams, NFL teams, NBA players, tech leaders, everyone who wants to be on their A game, and that is you too. Try it out totally risk-free. They have such a great return policy. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked, and they have a less than 0.5% return rate. That is legit. So I have a special offer for you. If you want to get an Element sample pack, my code will get you that for free, but you just have to pay for the cost of shipping. So that's $5 for US orders. So you're getting the sample pack for free, and that includes eight packets of Element, 
to citrus, to raspberry, to orange, and to raw unflavored. You just have to pay $5 for shipping if you're in the US. That offer is limited to one time per customer, but it's a pretty sweet deal. And trust me, you are going to love this stuff. All you have to do is head to drinkelement.com slash CTC, and that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC. Element is spelled L-M-N-T. So if you go to that link, you can get that eight pack sampler, just pay for shipping. And I can't wait to hear how much you love it. Okay, going back to planning too many things. I also just want to say this isn't just about things in your business. It's like launching a program and moving and going through a breakup, which you may or may not have planned. (laughs) You know, like doing all of these things in your life at once or I'm launching this program and then I'm traveling. Oh, and then after that, I'm moving. Oh, and then these people are visiting me. And like, I don't know, a bunch of different things at once. Don't be adding too much to your business at once, making too many changes. Small, small, and one at a time. That's what works. Slow and steady wins the race. Get good at it. Get it put into your system and just very much a rinse and repeat cycle. And then move on to the next. But also think about your personal life as well, because I feel like people don't keep that balance in mind. This goes back to why I am a Google Calendar fiend. And I put everything on there because if I am going through a period where things are super busy, I need to pull back everything else. For example, I know that April is going to be a really busy month for me. I have a lot on the calendar. personally quite a few trips. And that's just not the time when I'm going to have enough mental space or energy to be creating new things. I know I'm going to have less energy to create content. So I'm keeping that in mind. If there's a month in the summer where you're going to five weddings and then visiting this person, whatever it is, you want to keep that, that personal life balance in mind as well. And also keep it in mind when things pop up, right? If you go through a really intense breakup, give yourself a couple days to just chill and cry and feel your feels and move it through. You don't need to power through. You can give yourself some time to integrate. That's actually going to serve everyone in the best way possible. The next thing I think about when I'm exhausted is where do I need more boundaries with people and where am I holding energy for people? So I have very strict personal boundaries with people. I am not the type of person that is going to message someone back and forth. I'm not going to text people back and forth. I'm not a texter. Hey, what's up? I don't call people randomly. I don't take random calls. That's just the way I operate. I only spend time with friends if it's planned in advance. I'm not the last minute type of person. The reason why is because I plan in my rest. And so... If I am thinking, oh, I'm going to rest tonight, and then somebody says, hey, let's hang out, and I'm like, okay, and then I hang out, and then that was my only rest period for the next few days, then I'm going to be exhausted, and I'm going to feel that carry over into the rest of my week. I know that I need alone time to rest and recharge. I know I need to just chill by myself, get some extra sleep, take a bath, whatever it is. And I plan everything in advance to make sure I get everything in. So I have my social time, but I also have my me time. And I don't sacrifice my me time for social time. But one of the biggest energy drains for me, especially at the beginning of my business, was when people were texting me all the time or calling me constantly. And I was always responding. The issue was I was always responding. I was always available to everyone. And this goes back to my podcast about boundaries, which you can go listen to that. It was two episodes ago. But I needed more boundaries. And If you are feeling really exhausted constantly, think, okay, are there any boundaries I really need to create? Is anyone really pulling on my energy, draining my energy? Am I spending a lot of my energy being there for people in my personal life and sacrificing my self-care, self-processing time because of it? It's great to be there for people. It's, It's important to be a social human, but there have to be boundaries. There have to be some limitations. And I... Have had a lot of clients who don't move the needle in their business and they feel exhausted because they spend a lot of their time, and they don't usually realize this, by the way. (laughs) They spend a lot of their time talking to their mom, 
talking to their best friends, texting this person, calling that person, stalking their ex, whatever it is, or they're spending every evening going out to dinner with somebody. And then on the weekends, their whole day, Saturday and Sunday is booked from breakfast to dinner. And then they're like, I don't know why I'm so tired. I'm like, well, where are you resting? Right? So what are the boundaries? What are the boundaries? And that could be with how much time you're spending with people, how often you're communicating with other people. There just needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance where you are serving you. Along with that is some good cord cutting. So when I'm super exhausted, I will do some extreme intensive cord cutting. And I do this regularly. I do this every single day, but then I'll do a bigger full kind of detox, energetic detox once in a while, maybe like once a week or once a month if I'm not on top of things where I do a huge energy clearing and I cut all the cords because people just energetically attach themselves to you and whether or not they mean to, it's not my job to hold energy for other people. It's not my job to carry that weight for other people all the time. And so I will cut those energetic attachments and I swear, I mean, immediately after I do a clearing and cut those cords, I use a high I feel so much lighter. I feel like I have so much more mental space and it starts to replenish my energy because all of those cords are literal energy drains. Those are energetic attachments to other people, things, situations, but specifically with people, that can be a really, really big energy drain amongst other things. And if you're holding energy for a lot of people, then you can feel that physiologically. So I highly recommend a good cord cutting session if you haven't had one in a while and you're feeling exhausted. And when I'm super tired, I try and swing to the opposite side of the pendulum from I was go, go, go doing so many things. And I just go full into rest and receive to help balance it out more quickly. I find if I like halfway rest, 50% rest, which could mean physically resting, but not mentally or vice versa, or like, quote, resting, but not really. I'm still, I'm still not fully present in my body and mindful of where I'm at. That's all 50% resting to me or less. It's not 100%. If I'm less than 100%, it's not even worth it for me. And the faster I go into 100% rest, receive, the faster I am back at it. The thing is that for people who are healers in any sense of the word, it's easy for the energy balance of giving and receiving to get really, really off balance. And I've had to explain this to a lot of friends in my life and, you know, in, in dating and my parents, I have to explain this to people if they don't understand how it feels with my job where, you know, I'll be like, Hey, look, If I am on calls all day long, if I'm sending energy healing, if I am having these very intense coaching sessions pretty much all day long holding space, when I am done with my work day, I don't have the energy to hold space for anybody else. Like I have to replenish. And if after that work day, I am answering 20 messages from friends who need support with something, I will get fried. So I have to know that ahead of time and know when I can hold space for people and when I can't, which goes back to the boundaries. But it's really important to think about if you're a healer, what are you doing to put that energy back into balance? And so this goes back to how are you receiving? Are you receiving from your own coaches, from your own healing sessions, from whatever type of self-care you want? Are you letting someone cook for you maybe? Or are you receiving compliments? Are you receiving life? Are you sitting on the grass and just breathing in the air? Are you being in the present moment? Are you squishing your toes in the sand and listening to the waves? Are you present? Like that's all, all receiving. And so it's so important to be really conscious of this. If your job is a lot of giving and There is a lot of energy exchange going on. It's super important to be conscious of this because otherwise you can get so, so, so depleted. So keep that in mind. Where are you being served? Where are you receiving? Those are the big things that I look into at first when I'm feeling really exhausted for a good amount of time and I know I need to shift things. I mean, beyond the obvious, which is making sure I'm getting enough sleep, I always prioritize my sleep. And then also with 
nutrition. If I don't keep my nutrition on point, I definitely get more tired. So I keep all of that in mind as well. But if it feels bigger than I'm just going through a period where too much is on my plate or I need to make adjustments, there are a couple other things I look at. One is what isn't in alignment for me anymore. So if there's a lot on my plate and it did really light me up and really excite me before, does it still light me up? And, you know, especially if you're like a manifesting generator or a generator like me, this is something to really keep in mind because we can tend to get excited by many things, but are we still excited by them? That's the question. But that's true for everyone, right? If you have shifted yourself in any way, then what if something in your business isn't in alignment for you anymore? Sometimes we outgrow things and it's important to keep that in mind. This happened to me with nutrition content. I mean, I hit a point where I was like, I just, I do not want to talk about this anymore. I'm, I was so over it. I was just so over it, to be honest. And I love all the health stuff. I love geeking out on that, but I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I also hit that point with more of the tangible business strategy. Like I love talking about business energetics and money mindset and diving into all of that. But if you want to have me sit down and lay out how to build your funnel, like I just don't want to be talking about that all day, every day, you know? (laughs) So I'm definitely very picky with what type of business content I like to dive deep into at this point. I mean, anyone who works with me knows I cover all that tangible stuff, but there's just so much underneath the surface. I like, I like the, uh, deeper looks, the energetics a lot more. It's, it's more shifting. I think there's honestly only so much to say about more of the tangible strategy. That's just my opinion, because I do think that energetics is, is more important. You can make a lot of different strategies work, but what makes one work is, is the energy behind it. There have been programs I've built that I was later like, I love that program, but it's just not in alignment for me anymore. And this is where I have to really check my ego and ask myself, am I just holding on to this because of my ego? Because I built it, because it's done well, because I want I want to hold on to it because it makes me money? Or is this really something I'm excited about and lit up about? And if I'm not excited about it anymore, if it feels like an energy drag to launch it, to run it, whatever it is, because of the topic, then I'm not going to do it. And I know for me, something that has led to a lot of exhaustion and autoimmune symptoms coming up again and again has been me not listening to when something is not in alignment for me anymore. And that could be what I'm talking about overall, as you've seen me transition my business in many ways. I do that because I've learned if it's not in alignment, I'm not going to try and force it to be. I just find that to be a waste of my time. I'm going to shift and just go toward what I already know is going to light me up. So it could be the overall niche. It could be a program. It could be a part of your business. It could be just the way you run something. And maybe you need to change up the style. Sometimes small tweaks make the world of a difference. We tend to think we have to do things the way that we did it before, but there's so much room to grow and shift and change. I mean, look at a course, for example. You can can add in some lessons that kind of shift the energy of it. You can make it go from a live course to a DIY or vice versa. You can do sales calls or you cannot do sales calls. You can have guest speakers or not guest speakers. You could be more involved or less involved. You can outsource and hire other coaches or you can do it all yourself. There's so many different tweaks you can make. And so sometimes it is the overall topic and sometimes it is just the way that you have been running things. It's important to know where am I doing this because I think I have to or I should or it worked before and where am I doing things because I'm excited about it and I want to do it that way. If I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, I don't have the motivation. I think that's true for most people. The energy behind it is so important. I know that my audience, my clients can tell when I believe in something, when I'm excited about it. And I value my time. I value other people's time. And I don't really want to waste anyone's time on things that I'm not pumped about, you know? And along with that, the other thing I look at is just where am I trying too hard? Because if I feel like I'm trying really, really hard with something and it's just not sticking or I'm exhausted, I know there's another way. There's always a way to do something that is more in flow. And this goes back to 5D versus 3D business. I was talking about this a bit on Instagram. I think this is a really interesting topic that I've been just playing with more and more. It's just stepping into a totally different way of building your business. And I love to take a step back and look at things in business and see, okay, if this was built or strategized 
from a more 3D perspective? How could I shift this into a more 5D perspective? What would it look like to build something, shift something so that it's totally in flow? And wherever I feel like I'm trying really hard, I'm forcing, I'm pushing. It's not to say that there isn't trying involved, right? I definitely put a lot of effort into what I do, but if I feel like I'm forcing it or really pushing extra hard, it just feels off. So how can I tweak things to make it flow more? Again, that doesn't mean I don't put effort into it, but it's the kind of putting effort in that also feels effortless. It's being in that flow state because you're excited about it because you're like, wait, this makes sense. Let me try it this way. And all of the most amazing things in my business and my life have come through when I took a step back and I thought, okay, if this is feeling really, really hard and just not feeling good in my body, how can I shift this, make it easier, make it more in flow and actually have a better return? Because if I've built something and it requires so much of my energy, it is a huge energy drain for me to to do it. And it's not sustainable. I can't scale it. I can't grow it. I feel like, oh my God, I need six months to recover. Then it needs to be adjusted. We can always figure out ways to do things that are more in flow or really just let those strategies drop in. So those are some things to keep in mind if you feel like you're dealing with entrepreneur exhaustion. I know it's coming in waves, it's ebbing and flowing, but if you feel like you've been there for a couple months, for a year, for a long time, you'll know that point where you're like, okay, this isn't just I need to take a couple of days or a week off. This is like I need to reconfigure your business. Hopefully some of these tips spark some ideas for you. And overall, when I'm going through the ebbs and flows, I'm looking at what can I release? How can I clear my schedule? What can I outsource right now? How can I draw more boundaries? How can I just give myself some time to rest, recalibrate, and instead of look for how do I make this work or better? How do I fix this? Just shift my energy, be in rest and receiving, and let whatever I need to do drop in. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me at Christina, the channel. So appreciate it. And as always, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you haven't already, it means the world to me and it really helps other people find the show. And if you email that rating and review on iTunes, just take a screenshot. If you email it to podcast at Christina, you will be entered into a giveaway to receive a card pull from me. That's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.